Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hoopod Episode 5. My name is Blair Beveridge, and I am your host. And uh, thank you for tuning back in. On this podcast, we have Ilea, or as more of you guys probably know her by, Green-Eyed Trombonist. Now, Ilea is an experienced podcaster herself. She's a Twitch moderator for both Geek and Sundry and Hyper RPG. She's an author. She's a singer. She does all the things. Uh, very similar skill set to my co-host on this episode, once again, is Tierlin Puxty. Uh, Tierlin has been filling in for Joey Couture as he's moving across country and has been doing an absolutely outstanding job. Uh, I thank you once again, Tierlin, for helping me out with this. You've been excellent. Uh, and I hope to uh, be able to have you on future podcasts. So uh, enough of that. Uh, we get into a lot with with Ilea. The name of this episode is going to be called uh, Humans or Hufflepuffs. And, you know, I know there's going to be people in Team Human that uh, aren't Hufflepuff. There are probably a great number of you are a Ravenclaw. But when you listen to this episode, you'll you'll better understand what we mean by that. A uh, couple other things, a little bit of housekeeping uh, when it comes to our socials. Uh, for those of you who want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Hoopod. You can find us on uh, Facebook as well. You can find us on Podbean. Uh, both you search Hoopod, you will be able to find us. As well, our email address is humanpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm mentioning this uh, email for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you have any suggestions that you'd like to make, please send them to me. I have received some suggestions in the past. I've taken them to heart. Uh, I hope that I've implemented a good number of them, so thank you for that. Uh, if you have any music or, or anything else that you want uh, promoted on this section here of the podcast, please send them to me. I'll be more than happy to, to put them in there. As well, uh, if you want to uh, subscribe to us, you can subscribe to us on rather Stitcher or iTunes or even on Podbean itself. But the key point for wanting to mention that email address is I need guests. <laughs> At this point, I have a few people interested that uh, unfortunately just can't do the show right away. So if you can give me a ring on that hotline bling, that's actually a reference to something I say in the podcast. But no, if you could send me in, uh, an email to that address, if you're interested, and we're talking the smallest of humans all the way to anyone who may be an on-air personality, I would absolutely love to have you on. Uh, we've had some excellent guests at this point uh, with a variety of who cred, if you will. And, and I'd like to have that variety and, and, uh, and I'd love to speak to you guys. So enough of me rambling. Let's dive into episode five. Ilea, a.k.a. Green-Eyed Trombone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of Hoopod. On today's podcast, we have ourselves somebody who is very familiar to anyone who has been in both the Hyper RPG and Geek and Sundry communities. She's a moderator on both those communities in the Twitch world. Her name, as you will know her, is Green-Eyed Trombotist, better known Ooh. as Ilea. Welcome, Ilea. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Blair. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. I mean, we're both kind of, uh, we're podcast veterans at this point. You know, three or four yeah. under a belt, veteran, right? Yeah, That's the we, title? we can say that makes us veterans, sure. <laughs> um, with me co-hosting is uh, Tierlin, as uh, Joey Kocher is moving across country. So thank you for joining us again, Tierlin. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, guys, both these ladies have very similar resumes. So if I get lost in conversation, that is okay. It's the, I want that to happen. I want these two to, to bond and become, was it twinsies or sisters or whatever the term is? <laughs> oh, we'll be well. Yeah, I've just met my doppelganger and I'm so excited. 
This is pretty cool. I like this. Okay, so let's dive right into it. Uh, what does being a member of Team Human mean to you, Ilya? Oh, goodness. There's so many things it means to me. It's this automatic support network of people. Um, it also shows that the internet is not all bad. It's True. just like this area of the internet that you can go and people are nice to you. They're not so, false about it. If you're mm -hmm. doing something stupid, they'll let you know, but they're not mean just to be mean. So it's this area of support and um, kind of a family away from home. It really is. I, I, I feel stronger as a human being for having Team Human in my life. It sounds weird, but I do. I, I honestly believe it. And I just a bunch of really amazing people. Um, now I did mention some of your who cred, if you will, at the beginning of the broadcast, but why don't you, why don't you break it down for us? Because there's, there's clearly a lot more to it than, than being a moderator on the Twitch channels. Yeah. So, um, I actually got involved with team human. Uh, I made a parody video on YouTube about geek and sundry. I called it the 12 days of YouTube and it was all about, uh, things that Felicia brought to me. Uh, it was on the first day of YouTube, Felicia brought to me a channel called Geek and Sundry, and I went through all 12 days. Uh, then Toronto Gal, who I'm sure most human should be aware of. If you're not aware of T, she is amazing. We love her. She uh, became aware of that and kind of hyped it out and uh, got me roped into the community. Mm. And then uh, Geek and Sundry launches Twitch channel, and I've become more entrenched since it's true you do some writing though in, in the network as well i do after being a mod and uh, i managed to visit the uh, studios i got involved with sarah the rebels company nerdy but flirty uh, so i got to write for them and then that launched me into writing for geek and sundry as well just had an article go live today go read all my articles guys yay self-promotion over no that's awesome no uh, what's today's article about Today's article is Batlexander Hamilton, Manilton. It's a Hamilton parody for Batman. So it opens with the Joker in full makeup talking about how does an orphan and, you know, describing Batman. And uh, it's got Alfred there. I think one of them is Two-Face. It's got Gordon. Um, yeah, and then one of the female love interests of Batman over time and Batman in his full gear doing the middle part of Alexander Manilton. And then if anyone asks, I'm just Bruce Wayne, just Bruce Wayne. It's so good. So everyone go check out the article. Prove parodies are amazing and give the parody a listen because I can't do it justice. There you go. There you go. The, uh, the get seal of approval. <laughs> Now, now, Green Eye and Trombonist is a moniker I've been seeing for a long time, and, you know, Get clearly is, is a short form of that. It, when I first started seeing it, I was like, does she, does she like Get? Is Get a thing that she enjoys? I know you accept <laughs> it, but, uh, I mean, you put a lot of thought into being the Green Eyed Trombonist. That, that's, that's a commitment to a name right there, and to be shorted to three letters. Um, how did that all come about? Who, who started with the Get? I have no idea. It's just I'm sure it. it was it was in a Twitch chat and it's just a green eye trombonist is a little long to type out. I accept that. I mean, 
uh, Twitter won't even let me use it as a handle. It's too long. So someone just started putting G-E-T. And I always read it as G-E-T because it's the acronym of my name until I started talking to people in the community through voice instead of text. And they were calling me Get with it. So I went, (laughs) okay, I guess that's my name now. I'll I'll roll with it. It, So it green eyes and you're a trombonist it's it's yeah. it's pretty straightforward i presume it's very straightforward mm. i did not lie <laughs> i have green eyes i am a trombone player um yeah have been for a while i made this name in 2009 and it mm. stuck with me so i mean you sing as well as play the trombone is there any other musical avenues that uh, that we are unawares of i taught myself piano actually um I just, uh, my entire family is kind of musical, so we pick up instruments as we go. I've got piano, trombone, and voice are my top instruments, but I played French horn for a while and can basically play all of the brass except for tuba. I have to take a mouthpiece off of a tuba in order to play it. My mouth is not big enough for that freaking mouthpiece. It's gigantic. Um, And then I don't have one, but I was learning violin for fun for a while. That was really fun. I was in a symphony, and one of my friends was teaching me. And then years later, uh, I got in contact with a violin again. And I guess I had never told my parents, and they were there, and I played a G scale. And they just got really wide-eyed. They're like, how do you know how to play this? Are you amazing? What? How? are? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, guys, everything's fine. It's cool. So, yeah, we're just musical people. Speaking of musical people, Tierlin, did uh, is there any sort of uh, like that to me just blows my mind. I I consider myself a musical person, but I play one instrument. I can kind of play piano. I can kind of play guitar. Not really on either of those fronts. You probably got a lot more of that going on than I do. Um, how important is it to grow up in a musical family and and really have that be a love of your life? Is that is that to me? Yeah, I mean, I I'm. I'm oh. Wait. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family when it comes to music. Uh, No one in my family can sing, which is really funny because I forced them to join my glee club, the adult one. (laughs) And bless (laughs) them, they're a bit off key. Um, My uncle played guitar and that was the extent of it. I did try, but no, it's it's too chaotic for me. I like the piano because at least, you know, it's C, D, E. You know where all the keys are, guitar. It's just chaotic. So, um, no, I stick to my voice and... um, yeah, just pretend I can play, but I can't at all. <laughs> I think you do just fine. Um, now let's learn a little bit more about you, Ilya. Um, whereabouts are you living? What sort of scholastic situation are you in? Uh, just kind of throw throw some information about you and your and your and your now. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in San Jose, California which is Silicon Valley. We are awesome and better than San Francisco. I still love you, San Francisco people, but we're better. Uh, I lived a couple years down in the San Diego area. Surprisingly, did not go to San Diego Comic-Con once while I lived down there. Moved back up to San Jose to start grad school, and that's when I went to my first San Diego Comic-Con. And yeah, I uh, am a grad student. I'm doing my MA in Applied Anthropology and with a focus on cultural, geek culture, online philanthropy, other fun things. My um, advisor actually called me the personification of the internet the other day in class. So yeah. 
That's that's about a, a high, that's a high compliment right there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you don't start trolling yourself, then then, then you're oh, fine. Oh, that ship sailed long ago. Uh, yeah. Speaking you can't ship- be the personification if you don't troll yourself. <laughs> Speaking of ship sailing, I saw you last night uh, as a pirate. Yes, I love pirates. <laughs> so, were, what were you involved with that uh, that we saw you online doing that? It was Hyper RPG has a show Monday night starting at 7 p.m. Yes, yes. Uh, called Trivia Hops. And it's where they get three teams, two people in each team. Um, four of those people are in studio, two of them are on camera, and they're all battling against each other to win. And if you get a question wrong, you have to drink. The people who are not in the studio represent the chat room. So I was there through Skype representing chat. And uh, our theme last night was pirates. So I put up my pirate flag. I put on one of my pirate costumes. Yes, I have multiple pirate costumes. And I started drinking rum a little heavily. (laughs) Did Did you dress as Jack Sparrow? Because then you could say, why is the rum gone? You know, I chose not to dress as Jack Sparrow. Um, that would be a little more cosplay, and I wanted to be my pirate because I am a pirate. Understandable. <laughs> Do you pirate? No, it, it was a pretty. It was, it was a good show. I, I I watched it myself last night. It was a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you you mix YouTube with alcohol, great things happen. I don't care what anyone says. I know producers hate it, but I absolutely love it. I uh, I ran a I, I run Webisode Watch, which is my uh, my online hangout show that I do um, from time to time, and I interviewed a couple of people from the the web show uh, social medium. They had uh, Tara Jane, Kate Hackett, mm-hmm. and uh, James Brent Isaacs, and Tara and Kate were very much into the wine, and like halfway through it, you could just see James. He just like Blair cut him off. I mean. Come on, man. <laughs> Get a hold of these women. I'm like, dude, this is the best stuff. I I absolutely know that people drunk on camera sells in this market. And plus, I was having such a great time. I think he was trying to take it a little bit more serious than the, the girls were. But well, I course... love Tiger Monkey. James oh, a... Isaacs is amazing. He's a great dude. And, and what kills me is both Tara and, and Kate are showrunners on different uh, web series. And so he's literally the kind of guy brought in. But no, James is a great guy. I've, I've talked with him offline and, um, you know, we, we do the social media thing from time to time. And he's the only guy that's done the show twice, so... Um, he's, he's I've, been a, uh, I've painted him a couple ceramic, uh, presents before it started mm-hmm. with a tiger striped stein, right. Uh, that had championships written on the bottom mm-hmm. and a, a Jane Austen image on it as well. Cause for those who know, uh, James Brent Isaacs, otherwise known as tiger monkey, he really likes Jane Austen and books and says championships at the end of his show. And then I painted him a little, um, monkey with tiger stripes. So, Taylor, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. If I'm wrong, please let me know that James Brett Isaacs is probably a name that's unfamiliar to you. Yes, it is. I'm just sitting here going, oh, my God, I don't oh, know what to don't say. Don't sweat this one. I don't know any of these names. <laughs> so, James was part of the original vloggers, which launched the Geek & Sundry channel. He had the most obscure of the vlogs. He literally, his deal was, follow me as I go to win the world championship of thumb wrestling. When, when his vlog yes. started... And when his vlog started, everyone's just kind of like, okay, yeah, all right, that's that's cute. Okay, you know, that, that's you went for the weird one. But there's a couple things people didn't know. First of all, 
he's an actor. So his the thumb wrestling thing is just something that he's always been good at. But he, I mean, he's an actor, so he was great on camera. And the second thing, spoiler alert, he wins the world thumb wrestling championship throughout the course of this vlog. So um, it was it was incredible because odd talent to have. Yeah, it was, and he's never lost. Uh, it, he says, I've, in my entire life, I've never lost a thumb wrestling champion. He went to Venice Beach, and he was, like, thumb wrestling all the muscle heads. Nobody could beat him. Pers- my personal favorite is when he went to a dojo and was thumb wrestling, like, 10-year-olds mm-hmm. and, like, in-your-facing <laughs> them when, when he beat them. It was it was just comical. If, if you knew him, that, that, that's I not me. I this is action. a thing. <laughs> oh, so, thumb wrestling is big. The thing mm-hmm. is, I've never told that I've never lost a thumb wrestling match either. I mean, I've never gone to a championship, but I would be down to challenge him to a thumb wrestling duel. You, you know, I think the world do... would like implode on itself if you got together. I mean, this guy literally was the world <laughs> champion, and I mean, he's going to eventually lose to just somebody, and it's going to bust his world. But uh, I, I, Will Wheaton almost beat him. Actually, Will Wheaton had a really good thumb wrestling match with him. And, uh, and, but James took him down in the end, but, uh, no. Is toe wrestling a thing? Like a big toe? Do you reckon you could do that? It could be, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I've never seen it. Maybe it could be like a spin-off show and you can have like toe wrestling. (laughs) I'm just thinking of like how that would work. Cause with, uh, thumb wrestling, you have to hold the hands and there are certain rules about what you can do with your fingers and everything. But with toe wrestling, you can't really interlock the other toes. I mean, there's, there's human beings That's on That's true, but see, I have... Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting you, Blair. Um, I was just going to say, I have, like, monkey feet, so I can pick up stuff with my feet. So if I've got clothes on the ground, you know, who needs to bend over when you can pick it up with your toe? <laughs> so I get the feeling I could toe wrestle. I think this is a thing you should start, to start, a, like, a local, you know, toe wrestling club. And, you know, you're, you'll have, I like... Will, I'll do, like, a Twitch stream. If you, you think that Tierlin <laughs> should do a Twitch stream about no. toe wrestling, except it wouldn't be on Twitch, it would no. actually have to be a live YouTube thing because I don't think it's against their TOS. Yep. But yeah, if you yeah. think that toe wrestling should be a thing, go ahead and tweet out to the uh, Hoopin <laughs> Podcast. Uh, what would that Twitter be, Blair? Oh, at Hoopod. Oh, please just go send it to Tiz Thunder instead, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you won't be able to do it on Twitch because believe oh, this it or is happening. <laughs> because believe it or not, you're not allowed to show your feet on Twitch. It's against the terms of service. Well, you can uh, show what? your feet now, but Why? they cannot be the focus of the stream because, because foot people were using it for naughty things. <laughs> and that too, yeah. Oh, like so. fetish things, or yeah. Yes, much cheeky. I I'm sorry, like I'm so shocked because I want to do a Twitch stream this weekend. But okay, note to self: do not show my feet. Well, I, it's like, well, yeah, for toe wrestling, it may not be a thing. But, it, I mean, if you're walking and you don't have shoes on your feet, I don't think that they're going to cancel you down. But, Another thing... Oh, I don't know. You could be breaking uh, the rules. <laughs> well, actually, if you do a stream on Twitch, something that I didn't know about for a little while, so I was in violation of the TOS for a bit, you can't do karaoke as the main what? Uh, theme of a show on Twitch. You rebel. That sucks. Yeah. I I know Uh, you could do it on Google Hangout. They actually have a setting for it on Google Hangouts that allow you to just pick up more ambient noise. When you pick your game on Twitch, karaoke is an option because they haven't updated that uh, outside server that provides all of the game names. 
but it's against the terms uh, of service for karaoke to be the main point of a stream. So instead of doing karaoke streams, I now do Pokemon karaoke where I'm playing Pokemon and then sing karaoke songs when like donations and suggestions come in. So it's not the focus. Can't stop the signal, Twitch. No matter what you do, can't stop it. I was singing last (laughs) night on Trivia Hops as well. As soon as uh, A Pirate's Life for Me was a question, I was like, yep, we're just going into it. We're going to sing the entire thing. I don't care if I'm muted or not. This is happening. (laughs) That'll show them. So we we dove into... (laughs) So we dove in a little bit to how you became a member of Team Home, and it was through the Geek and Sundry um, uh, parody song that you created, the 12... 12 days of YouTube. Um, yeah, that I, I was do, part of it. I do see something that says Omar, and, and, and Omar Najam is, is, is someone that I really love in this community. Um, is, is there more to it than, than just his name? Yeah, so I had a couple things that got me involved with Geek and Sundry, and one of them, like, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and discovered uh, Felicia's The Guild, and then that led me to Geek and Sundry a little later. But then in a completely unrelated road, um, I've known Omar since I was 10 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, he comes over for Christmas sometimes. Uh, lifelong friend. And I love him. He's amazing. But so I was trying to support his stuff. Found out he was a vlogger for Geek and Sundry. Mm-hmm. So I ended up watching all of the vlogs like and liking them and doing all these comments and that's how I found out about Tiger Monkey and actually that's how I found out about you Blair because oh. after the vloggers stopped being the GNS vloggers they were doing that thing where they had a meetup every oh, Monday the and Cougar you were one of the guests yeah I was they, they pulled me in on my 40th birthday um Paul Mason who was one of the Geek Sundry vloggers he's he's a do-it-yourself guy and uh, we've become good friends since he joined the network. See, he actually used to live very close to me. We'd hang out after work and whatnot. But uh, he knew it was my 40th, and they were short of bodies. So he's like, you want to be on this thing? And I'm like, yeah, f- fuck yeah, I'm going to be on that thing. That sounds awesome. Um, and it, it was. And Omar's always been been great. He's, he's just an outstanding human being. Best, best punter, as in person who likes to pun. I hope that that makes sense, um, that I've ever met. And uh, Omar right now, uh, him and, uh, oh, my God, why am I blanking? Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they were their two parts. Uh, they were the, the two parts of Two Broke Geeks, and their whole vlog was how to be a geek on a budget. And uh, I, they were my favorite. They were my favorite of the, of the vloggers from the beginning. I loved the idea. I loved the concept. They're, for, they're both very charismatic people. And Omar's the guy that actually runs the... Uh, Sunnydale study group podcast that uh, we were just mentioning to Tierlin off air. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll promote the crap out of that guy because in that podcast itself, both Ailee and myself have been on that podcast and um, I hope to, to be on it again one day and maybe Tierlin. I do you could too. Be on that. Everyone go follow Sunnydale study group on Facebook, yeah. on Twitter, go listen to them. You can get them on iTunes for free. You can go listen mm-hmm. to them uh, on other things. I primarily listen to them on iTunes, mm-hmm. but that's actually how Omar and I bonded. Cause we met through my sister and then we both loved Buffy. So it was just like, yep, let's talk about Buffy. And the first gift Omar ever got me for a birthday was a Buffy pop quiz book. 
So how big was Buffy in your life, Tierlin? Oh, huge. I um actually didn't start watching it until season six. I was about 10 at the time. And it was uh, the Buffy musical. Mm. And I saw it advertised on Fox 8. And I went, oh, my God, a musical. Like, I don't care what show this is. I'm going to watch it just because there's songs in it. And then I just couldn't believe that I had gone my whole life without getting into Buffy. So I started watching after that. I uh, fell in love with Spike, as you do. And the rest is history. Now I pretty much go through ones of it. I go from season one to season seven. And then I wait for a couple of months and we just do it all over again. <laughs> so uh, Sunnydale's study group, if you're listening to this, I think we got a new guest for you. Just uh, just make it happen. I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. I have just followed them on sure. Twitter. So I'm into it. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's cool. one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> I have very few that come through on my phone, and that is one of them. Um, now, we, we touched a little bit, obviously, onto Buffy um, being one of your geeky passions. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of your other favorite geeky passions and, and why they mean so much to you? Okay, I gave you a list, and I have to look at this list because there are so many things that I love that are within the geek world. Um Actually, Tierling, you mentioned how you got involved with Buffy. I remember my first episode. I was six years old. It was when the first season aired, and I don't know how it happened, but I ended up watching The Pack, and I don't deal well with scary things, so all I remember from that age is having nightmares about that episode and like being trapped in the cage like Willow was with hyena-possessed people all around me, taunting me. Um, but... From that fear, launched a lifelong love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, figure that one out. Um, yeah, some of the other things. I Mr. got Potter. Yes, I got very involved with Harry Potter from a very young age. Actually, my sister was reading the second Harry Potter book in her room and was talking about how awesome it was and I just went can I read it when you're done and she went no you have to start from the beginning and I don't have the first book <laughs> my sister's not actually a mean person but, but she was right I'm sorry she, <laughs> yeah, was. She, she was right but it hurt me um but I ended up reading the first book and my mother ended up buying us them like every time they came out so I uh, in fourth grade, I had the Howler from the second book from Molly Weasley memorized. That's how much I read these things. And I've probably read every single one of those books at least 13 times each. Both Buffy and, and Harry the, um, Potter Harry... are things that... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to you. <laughs> we keep talking at the same time. It's so bad. But um, okay. both uh, Buffy and Harry are two things that I got into. I, I yeah, uh, I got into a little <laughs> later in life. Um, she's in Australia, folks. There's a little bit of a time delay. We got We got to work this. Out. <laughs> um, but but with Buffy, I literally didn't start until like the podcast. I said she started last year, so I didn't start Buddy from Buffy at all until I was you know 40 years old and. I, I always and I and I mentioned this when I was on the podcast. I was like, ah, do I really want to pick up a show about a teenage girl? And I I couldn't have been more wrong in my life. I loved the show from the moment I I, I well no I lie. The moment the second season began, I loved the show. <laughs> um, that first one was a bit tough, but you know, when when the people that you trust say that it's great, you have to at least give it enough of a go. And 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 I did, and and I was happy to do so. Harry Potter is one that I genuinely consider one of my top fandoms. And I didn't start reading that until between the fourth and fifth books. 
Um, and it just happened to be that when my youngest sister-in-law, you know, she was obsessed with the books and um, she's like, all right, well, give this a go. And I had a business trip and I'm like, okay, well, I'll take the first three because they're small. And <coughs> sorry, when I came back, I was like, yep, I'm in. This is, this is me. <laughs> the um, exhibition came to. Oh, I keep just. Yeah. I don't have a cough We're button. We're all I'm just so coughing sorry. and sputtering. Um, <laughs> I have a you... mute button on my oh, mic. Anyway, and I keep doing that every time I cough. <laughs> Go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> the um, the exhibition came to Sydney uh, for my twentieth birthday, and it was really funny because um, there were all these kids who were just hanging to get sorted into the sorting hat. So there was me with a bunch of 10-year-olds and they select only a few special people. And I actually pushed in front of all the kids and I said, it's my birthday, can I get sorted? And I'm happy to say I got sorted into Ravenclaw, but afterwards I was like, oh my God, I pushed in front of a bunch of kids just so I could get to the sorting (laughs) hat. Totally worth it though, totally worth it. So about, (laughs) I'd say about 75% of all my online friends are in Ravenclaw. 20% 20% are in Hufflepuff, 3% are in Slytherin, and then people like me who always get sorted into Gryffindor don't talk about anything. It's like <laughs> <Okay>. it's... It... <laughs> so let's get real. I love Harry Potter so much. I got involved with um, an online fan site called Hogwarts is Here where you enroll as a student and take courses and you actually write essays <laughs> and have midterms and finals and get grades. Wow. So I, yeah. No. So yes. Um, How many owls did you end up with? <laughs> uh, I had an owl for my first year in every single class except for transfiguration. And I was 1% away from an owl in that class. It was the hardest class anyone took. Uh, I am a Slytherin. They are my heart. They are my loves. But because you also get awarded points and the points goes towards your house. And at the end of the year, the house with the most points wins. Yay. Um, So then all of my friends in Ravenclaw kept trying to steal me and make me restart with a new account as a Ravenclaw. (laughs) So you're like the Hermione Granger of Slytherin. Everyone (laughs) wanted you to do all the work for them. Uh, I was one of them. We we had quite a lot of students, but there were some drama issues with that site, which no. is, I know, right? Drama, drama in an internet community? That doesn't yeah. sound like, yeah. It happens everywhere that. but Team Human. I'm sorry, it's true. Everywhere yeah. but Team Human has internet drama. But because of that drama, I actually got involved with a new site that was... Harry Potter adjacent, but not actually Harry Potter. We actually created our own school and our own system of magic. And uh, I got to create the evolutionary histories for all of the magical creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, I got very into the taxonomy of magical creatures for a while and figuring out how they would have evolved and what non-magical creatures they were connected to. Clearly, I was the evolutions professor. I was about Spoilers. to say, are, are you getting <laughs> excited about this new movie we're about to get then? Oh my god, I've written so many things about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I love it. I wish that uh, JK had gone into more because it's just this really tiny book, guys. It's so small. And I wanted so much more information about all the creatures. And then I helped create all that information. So, mm, so I helped yes, you. I'm so excited. And I'm really 
happy that we have a Hufflepuff lead. Mm. You know? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it was great that Gryffindor had their day, and, and in a way Slytherin had their day too, but there was there was very little, you know, I mean, if Cho Chang wasn't Ravenclaw, would we have ever seen them in, in the movie? The book's a little bit, yeah. Well, but the, Luna. The well, yeah, Luna. You're right. Actually, I should give Luna her due. Luna is the yeah. best Ravenclaw, period. She might be the best character in the whole series, in my personal opinion. But, um, but you know, th- there's been no Hufflepuff love. I mean, Cedric, was he Hufflepuff? Cedric was Hufflepuff. Right. Um, but because of Cedric being Hufflepuff, and spoilers, if you haven't read Harry Potter or seen the movies yet, I'm sorry, you're going to get some spoilers. Uh, when Voldemort says, kill the spare, that was adopted by a bunch of people as like an anti-Hufflepuff thing of Hufflepuffs are just spares. Like if you're not special, you're just put in Hufflepuff. And that's not true. I ended up writing uh, about Hufflepuff Pride Day. I was the one who wrote about all these awesome reasons that people should be proud to be puffs Mm -hmm. because you know what? No, you're not spares. You're awesome people who aren't willing to put any, one category one skill above the others um like we have ravenclaw who is like yes if you're intelligent i like you and i will teach you and then slytherin who's like yeah if you're cunning uh pure blood sure why not i mean we do have to deal with the fact that there was racism in the past of slytherin we deal with that it's not modern slytherin i will rant about that and then gryffindor who was like yes those who are courageous i'm going to teach helga hufflepuff was like no we shouldn't teach people based off of one skill that we like in them. I will teach everyone and treat them the same. She's the it, most democratic of the founding fathers. Well, it, it, it's funny because when you think about all the, the mantras, and literally, I think I've done the test seven times, and every time I'm putting Gryffindor, um, I am definitely more of a Hufflepuff kind of personality. Like, I, I, don't, I think everyone deserves a shot at everything. I'm very much that kind of let's keep things fair kind of guy, and... Um, I don't know. I, I've I've always believed in the ideals of it. I, I'm glad it was a house within J.K.'s world because, uh, I mean, the other ones are so focused on specific traits, if you will, mm-hmm. to just have one saying no. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's loved. You know, that's it's it's Team Human in in exactly. In Hufflepuff is go. the Team Human house overall. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> now this one I'm going to let. Tierlin talk to you more about because the next two topics are are more in her wheelhouse than mine and we're going to get a little bit into musicals and a little bit into Pokemon (laughs) so talk to me about your love about those two things (laughs) well I actually semi put a Hamilton reference into my rant about Hufflepuff there when I mentioned the founding (laughs) fathers because my brain immediately went into Hamilton as soon as that was over I was raised in musical theater to the point where my sister and I would come home from school or daycare or whatever we were, no matter what age we were, we'd come home and we would watch a musical, usually Grease or West Side Story. Um, And I mean, I mentioned this in the Modcast, plug the Modcast, everyone go listen to the Modcast once you're done listening to the Who podcast. Uh, (laughs) And uh, one of... Actually, the very first time I saw a musical, it was West Side Story, and my mother decided that we should watch it before. I was two years old at the time, had just learned how to talk, and we watched it so that we would 
have an idea about what was going on. She thought it would be a good way to get us more engaged with it instead of being annoying children that are taken to theaters who then shout and do horrible things during the thing because they're bored. Uh, so we watched it and then we went to go watch the live performance and it was wonderful except when we got to Maria. So it's this performance of the song Maria and the guy's singing and you can't hear him because two-year-old me is in the aisle spinning in circles going, Maria, 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 Maria. <laughs> because I liked it. <laughs> it's cute now. Back then, probably not so much, but it's cute now. Yeah, it's a good story now. Um, strangely enough, that was actually a performance done by a theater company my mom had been involved with in the 70s and that my sister and I joined and then my mother rejoined uh, later on in 1998. Yeah, so I was raised doing musicals with them um, primarily. Out of scope, rapid fire question. Favorite musical? No. Do it. <laughs> That's Something. the answer. There is no favorite musical. I can't possibly do that right Top now. Three. Right now, my focus is Hamilton. I haven't seen it in person. I really want to see it. Um, I'll give you just like the top three that I want to see, and that's Hamilton, School of Rock, and then the third spot keeps changing. <laughs> but maybe Book of Mormon. I haven't seen that yet. Hmm. So those are the South three Park, that guys. I haven't seen, but I would really like to. Now, I'm hoping the the proper recording comes through. You kind of phased out on the, the podcast. We heard Hamilton and we heard the Book of Mormon, but what was the second one? Um, the second one is School of Rock. They, School of Rock, it's okay. The Jack Black movie where he's the he pretends to be Ned and uh, ends up being a substitute teacher to get some money and then teaches all these kids how to rock out instead of anything else man uh, i hope that comes to australia oh school rock has been out um the movie's been out for at least yeah. 10 years i think at this point so but, i uh, love the movie and this uh past season the great yeah it became a broadway oh musical. nice nice and that, i actually that's gonna be epic the guy who is playing jack black's character on on broadway is someone that i did theater with when we were both oh. kids so I'm like, I want to go to New York and support you. How about you, Tierlin? What are your favorite musicals? It's really, really difficult. Um, but because I recently saw Matilda, that's definitely oh, up there. I think Tim Minchin is just a genius. That's so You're going to go off. And the kids, because like I'm a performing arts teacher and I've had a lot of kids accepted into Brent Street and Australian Institute of Performing Arts and things like that. So it was a really good excursion almost to encourage all the kids to go and see what you can become. And, oh, my God, it was just incredible. Um, I'd have to say The Lion King as well. The only thing that bothered me was, you know how the animals come down the aisles? Mm -hmm. yeah. I always thought, oh, my God, what if I have to use the bathroom halfway <laughs> through the show? And as I'm going up the aisle, what if, like, I'm stuck because an elephant is trampling me so that really bothered me so I had to make sure I didn't go to the toilet for the entire show um and then look you, you can't not put wicked in your top three I think that was phenomenal defying gravity I, I have oh. I have to agree with wicked wicked um uh for me was number two um my number three is Lion King so two of the three are the same my favorite though by a landslide was Rent 
Rent to me was just mm-hmm. unbelievable when I first saw it, and I've never seen a live production like that before or since. And uh, I, I was it was funny because the one I really wanted to see the most was the Phantom of the Opera, and when we when I finally got to see it, it was like Paul Stanley was playing the lead, who was the lead singer of the the rock band Kiss, and I was just so very disappointed with it. I just I I maybe because I had overhyped what it was going to be like, and it just didn't make the mark for me, but. Um, but rent, on the other hand, was the exact opposite. I went into it going, okay, you know, this is this this seems okay, and then I was blown away. It was absolutely outstanding. I'm really curious to see Spider Man. So, I know they had to stop it because the guy kept yeah. falling off the harness or whatever it was. But yeah. that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, so fun. Fact, but we don't get many shows here in Australia. Fun fact about me: when I was a freshman in high school, I entered the talent show and sang the Phantom of the Opera both parts. Oh. You can go both high and low? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a dual wig on, actually. One that was short hair and another that was long, like blonde. And then I had the makeup done for... Oh, yeah. So I had the makeup on one side for his mask, and then the other side was all pretty, and I had a cloak on. And I entered one side for his part, and then I quickly switched sides to sing the other part, and I didn't turn to the front until the very end. And apparently, this is what other people told me, there were people in the audience whispering, I think there's two people in there. No, I think it's just one. No, no, it's two, I'm sure. No, no, it can't be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I That's confuse impressive. people a lot. <laughs> That's really impressive. All right, Pokemon. I see the shirt that you're wearing, Ilya. Yes. I, I, I see Tyrion yes, go off I... about this with a previous guest. So see my eyes widen with desire and excitement. <laughs> Talk to us about Pokemon. Oh my god, I love Pokemon. Um, I got into it again when I was a child. A lot of things happened in elementary school. Uh, there were a lot of fads that came through, and I just never embraced the getting rid of them because it was a fad. I was like, no, I still like this. I'm going to keep it. So Pokemon was <laughs> one of those things. I have all of my Pokemon cards still. Uh, Again, this was something that my sister entered into as a fad and then eventually grew out of, so I have all of her Pokemon cards still. The best. Uh, And I did watch the show for a while and went to the movies in theaters on opening day, have all of the cards from the movie promos, saw them multiple times in theaters, I think, because that's the only explanation I have for all the cards I have. Do you have a yeah, favorite Yeah, I feel Pokemon? like the uh, the anime series lost its way a little bit. I mean, the season one is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know the episode where they're on the the ship and it's very Poseidon. It goes mm-hmm. upside down. They have to try to get out of it. That, oh, is phenomenal writing. But, yeah, I just feel it got a little bit repetitive towards the end. <laughs> well, it's trying to stay so no, with the same demographic it started with, not as in mm. grow with the original kids, but stay in that 10-year-old range. So it's going to end yeah. up being repetitive, but at least for the kids, it's brand new for them. Yeah, so, very uh, true. Yeah. I've actually taught kids in a lot of my previous jobs, and I uh, had this summer camp where I was teaching English and math and decided to have Pokemon trivia days because they love Pokemon. And I went, this is something I can connect to you guys about. Yes. How many Pokemon are there? Name them all. I can, you can't, ha ha ha. No. <laughs> what do you think of this Pokemon Go? This this one where you go out and catch them in the I'm real world. I'm so excited. 
Oh my god. I okay. Um so I'm so excited I can't talk. I will probably be one of those people who like gets hit by a bus or something because I'm on my phone <laughs> trying to find Pokemon. I am so excited for this thing. I want it out, I want it on my phone, and I want to abandon all responsibilities in my life so I can become the very best like no one ever was. I'm kind of hoping, and this is this is a personal thing that like there's 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 certain ones that you can only f- catch in Australia, and there's only certain ones you can catch in Canada and in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's not like you can catch everything in whatever country you're in. Personally, no, I think I th- that would be cool. Yeah, I think they're going to actually base it off of the environments you would normally find these Pokemon in. So, like yeah. a lot of the urban Pokemon are going to be Grimer and Trubbish and. Um, you know, Pokemon along those lines, you'll probably get Rattata everywhere, probably get Zubat most places, but find them maybe particularly at night. Like, I feel like if they want to do this right, they're going to have those night elements put in, and they actually did have a Google thing a couple years ago now. I, I don't remember when, but they had a thing on Google where you could go to places and, like, find the Pokemon, and you could only find Mew yeah. in the... Uh, Amazon rainforest. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, I hope I mean, that like that was a precursor to this and like a mm-hmm. nice way to see how popular it would be, and mm-hmm. that they're going to use the same elements. Yeah, because does that mean I have to go to uh, some kind of electric factory to find Zapdos or a creepy cave to find Mewtwo? I mean, yeah, how far are they going to go with that? It's really exciting. I seen. Um, I think it was actually on Hyper RPG. They showed the the first person shooter version of this, where people like are walking around with their phones and they're trying to shoot each other. And you know, I, I'm watching this and I'm and I'm and I'm worried about the first person shooter one because I think people are literally going to be walking into traffic playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm hoping when it comes to Pokemon, mm-hmm. you know, they won't be so obsessed about because you know. I could be wrong because I'm not an expert in this by any measure. You won't be having to chase things by running after them. Um, I mean, you might have to more creep or crawl up to them. And at that point, I'm hoping that you're going slow enough to realize, hey, look, there's a bus coming sort of idea. Um, Yeah, I think that that should be one of the elements they do for sure, especially for safety, but also to keep it true to the games where uh, once we got into the 3DS mode where you can actually go slowly and they had discoverable Pokemon so you could see the Pokemon but if you move too fast it would run away so I really hope that they keep true with that uh, because both it's better for the real world um, so we don't get hit by buses and um, it's just true to the way that the games are it's going to blow people's minds when all of a sudden they see all these kids with their phones just kind of you know doing the kids everybody there's going to be adults doing it where they're just going to be kind of creeping and crawling and people are going to not understand what's going on because they don't know this game's coming out um, or any other games of its like so that's going to be interesting the, the first day that launches i hope there's like comic conventions all over the place so at least they'll have a, a safe place where they can people could do it together um when they first launch but uh, yeah i'm hoping that there's like a special promo pokemon thing that happens on the first day where like you can find Bulbasaur or Squirtle and Charmander or something like the starter Pokemon in your area, no matter where you are mm-hmm. on that first day. But uh, I I think I'm pretty lucky if they do do it by environment because San Jose, where I live, I've got hills, I've got a valley, I've got 
water sources. I've got the urban landscape. I'm like, yeah, I'm set. The ocean's just a little bit down the road. Haha. So besides Pokemon cards, do you collect other cards or just just those? I collect Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and Magic the Gathering cards. Um, My Pokemon collection has expanded a lot further than my others. Uh, People have been kind enough to give me booster boxes of Pokemon as gifts before, and I can't afford to expand my collections of the others as much as I would like to. If you would like to purchase me a gift, (laughs) free. World. I <laughs> love collecting cards. I mean, this is very Canadian, but like the very first hobby I had, I was four years old, and I and I got uh, uh, a full hockey card collection um, set of, of of the players who came out that year, who amongst other people included Wayne Gretzky. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know hockey, he's the most popular player to ever play the game. Um, with that being if you said, don't know Wayne Gretzky... I had them all in a binder. <laughs> sorry that phased out hopefully i'll catch that in the (laughs) editing but um but i had them all in this binder and they were in the garage and i came home one day and all of my childhood stuff was gone and i was like what happened to my stuff and my mom's like ah i just gave it some kid down the street and it was like all my star wars figures all my hockey cards i was kind of just like are you kidding me (laughs) i mean i was you know 12 at the time so i shouldn't have been surprised but i was still surprised it caught me off guard but i love collecting cards i mean i I've done it in a very... Magic the Gathering is one of them that I've done. I just love opening the packs. I don't know what it is about them. Mm -hmm. The thrill of the possibility of getting the best card ever in every single pack is something I just... I will never get over. And I absolutely love it. I agree. I don't collect cards... Like, I want to have all the cards, but I'm not going to go out and buy a specific card that's not in my collection. I would much rather open booster packs and have that discovery of the cards. It's so much better. I agree completely. Like finding a golden ticket. Exactly. That's exactly. It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Golden ticket. (laughs) We're actually putting that on as a play for this year. I'm so excited. Oh, cool. (laughs) Are you going to do Creepy creepy Charlie or... Are, are, are we doing uh, Gene Wilder okay. or Johnny Gene Wilder? We're Johnny doing Depp, yeah. a bit of <laughs> we're doing a bit of everything. We're doing a parody because what we do is we incorporate um, people with disabilities as well, like very minor disabilities, oh. because they don't get a chance to do a lot of performances and stuff. And right. it's just it's one of those local things that people look forward to every year. We've done Alice in Wonderland, the Mary Poppins, and Annie last year was huge. We had like. Um, 80 cast members like and that's really big for our town because we've got a tiny town and um yeah this year yeah we're doing a, a little bit of everything I'll, I'll have to it's all a bit secret at the moment because we've got a big twist at the end Ooh. but um mm-hmm. i might share a little bit of that next time <laughs> you're just gonna have to go down to australia and catch a show i think yeah uh, that's actually one of my favorite yeah come to australia the company that I was with was a children's theater so once I turned 21 I couldn't participate really anymore but they since they started they always had the um, kind of bylaw that any child who auditions gets in so they'll have multiple casts but because of that we've had people with many uh, physical and mental disabilities included and like they're not treated differently for the disability Mm. it you know they get to participate just as much as everyone else so I love doing that and then one of the other theaters that I was in a couple years ago now 
we did a night that was for kids on the spectrum uh, because one of the things that can happen with autistic kids and kids on the spectrum uh, is they're not very good about sitting still and or not speaking a lot so they can other theater goers sometimes don't realize what's happening they think they're just a misbehaved kid they react poorly to the parent and the children and what we ended up doing was we had a spectrum night so parents kids their siblings could all come and they could dance in the aisles they could talk they could move get around they could sing along they could do whatever they wanted to and everyone who was there understood that that was completely okay and the the entire cast knew what was going on so we weren't going to get distracted by someone uh, yelling a little bit you know so it was just wonderful to be able to do that both those both those stories warm my heart i used to volunteer at a thing here called the variety village which is a sports athletic facility for um kids with disabilities and the number one rule, and, and really the only rule they told us when they come in, is you don't treat these kids any different than you would treat any other kid. There's going to be some people here that are going to want to garner sympathy from you based on their disability, and I'll just tell you right now, you don't do it. If you do it, we don't want you as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. We want these kids to be treated as if they're just normal, everyday kids, people that are you know, living in this world, and, you know... I'm going to enjoy this. No, no, I want to hear this. <laughs> Sorry. The far more stop ringing. Shut up. I actually get really paranoid about this. About and I made sure my phone was on silent before we started this. Got a little hot blunt. Well, my phone is. I wasn't anticipating the house phone to go off. Like, who uses the house phone now? Drake's giving you a call. A little hotline bling going on. Apparently we were getting too right, real cool. for a moment, and the house phone decided that it was time to like let's stop that, move on. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take the house phone's cue. Kid... <laughs> That's all right. It's fine. It's good. She's. I know you can't see it, but it's a nice shade of red right now. It's wonderful. I love it. Let's go into the rapid fire question section. Okay, so Tulin's going to be running our rapid fire section. She's going right. to be asking Ali right. a bunch of questions. She's got. She's got some listed. She can say some of her own. Are they right and wrong answers? Absolutely not. Oh, they are. Well, let's go for the first one. No, because it's country you'd love to visit, and you better say what you know I want to hear. Well, that's the thing is I've actually been to Australia, Australia. and I would love to go again. (laughs) So Australia is one of the countries I would love to visit. I... Uh, actually really like traveling. I've been lucky enough to uh, have been able to visit Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, Czech Republic, and I would really like to go visit more countries. So the answer is kind of every country, assuming that it's safe to do so. And she can catch Pokemon. Well, you have to if you yes. want to use Pokemon Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, uh, I don't have the funds where, to Whereabouts in Australia did you visit? Australia is definitely one I want to come back to. Awesome. Where in Oz did you yeah, go? Yeah, so whereabouts oh, yeah. did you come to? Uh, I, it was a student ambassador trip, and I actually had my 14th birthday there, which was awesome. Uh, 
we didn't visit just one place. We actually traversed across the country. Like we had one day where we were on the bus for 14 hours straight because we were going from one end to another. Wow. Yeah, nice. and then the bus driver accidentally backed the bus into the hotel and tore a hole through the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want your trip to be memorable, so... Don't you know. drive for 14 hours straight, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was a long day for him. Oh, I love doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, um, your biggest pet peeve. Oh, um... Ah... Uh, it's not very good rapid fire. I don't like it when people assume that I'm okay with something. Um, I would much rather people ask, even if the answer will be yes, I'd rather people ask than to just assume it's totally okay with me first. Mm. Totally got you. Um, okay, if you could switch bodies with someone for one day... Who would it be? Oh my God, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can it be a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a Tepig. I would love that. I would. One of my last names. I would love to be an AV. One of my last names is Pig with two G's. So anything pig related, I love. And it's a fire pig. I love fire. I love pigs. So yes. Can you snort? Can you snort for us? Oh, I, I could, <laughs> but I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to get one there. I was like, really? If you want me to snort, so you excited. should visit my Twitch channel and <laughs> donate for that. Where we have <laughs> toe wrestling and snorting. <laughs> it's going to be a hit, I tell you. Um, Okie dokie. Let's do, have you ever had a near-death experience? And if so, what? Um, yeah, I guess. I got pneumonia really bad um, when I was in high school, like over summer break. And uh, the first hospital I went to for the emergency room gave me the wrong antibiotics for the strain I had. And they didn't diagnose it as pneumonia. They just said I had an infection. Aww. And so I wasn't recovering and eventually went to another hospital and uh, turned out my left lung was two thirds full of fluid. So if we let it go any longer, I would have oh. died. Uh. This literally happened to my wife. She, yeah. But for her, it was not a lack of diagnosis. It was a stubborn thing. She just mm. thought she had the flu. So she's like, I'm not going to the hospital. I just had a flu. And when they brought her in, she had the pulse of someone in a coma. And she was 75% full, both of her lungs. So um, yeah. I, oh I understand how scary that is. That that was that was a terrifying time. <laughs> That's yeah. legit right there, folks. I actually, I love medical things. I love looking at x-rays. I love science a lot. Um, and I was in so much pain at that time. By the time I was finally diagnosed, they were like, would you like to step out of the room to look at the x-rays? We'll look at these so I can talk to you and your parents about it. And I was like, no, I'm not moving from this spot until I have to. I was really bad mm. off. Um, but funny story about that. Uh, my entire family was going on a trip to the mountains when I started to have the symptoms. 
and we got to the house and I kind of collapsed on the couch and was just feeling horrible and my family yelled at me for not helping unpack the car and then uh, they got mad at me the next day because they were all going for a hike and thought I was just being lazy because I hadn't moved from the couch and it wasn't until they came home from their hike and they had seen um, that I had drunk like 10 bottles of water not a water drinker at that point in my life they're like you drink water voluntarily something's wrong and took my temperature then they felt really bad like yes i'm dying that's hardcore i i found out really recently that when i was about two i was actually quarantined and i did not know this happened it was just like a vomiting bug but it was so bad or so dehydrated they thought i was going to die and they couldn't work out what bug it was they thought it was something really contagious so as a little two-year-old i was quarantine in this little room where no one could go in no one could go out the doctors came in they had to be like, covered in a big hazard suit and um yeah that's when they gave me antibiotics which completely stripped the enamel from my teeth which is so annoying but um yeah I think that's a cool little mm. anecdote I was quarantined once <laughs> that actually uh, reminds me when I was two I have no idea why but the doctors um had to take blood from me and I was so against them taking blood, like I was kicking and punching, scratching and biting, that they had to strap me do. down for it. Um, and, you know, eventually I heard that story older. I'm like, oh, this is why I didn't like needles as a child. Good to know. My parents can't tell me to this day why it happened. And there's nothing in my medical record about it. Wow. Nobody wants to talk about That's it. That's crazy, isn't it? You're like an X-Men or something. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, you oh, know what? Name. Okay, the last one. What is the origin of your name? Blood type either. Oh, the origin of my name. That's fun. Um, my name has a couple different things that all went together. The first is my parents wanted a family name. Lee and Leah are family names. My mother uh, spent some time in Hawaii, really loves Hawaii. AI over there makes a long I sound. And my parents were watching the first Star Trek movie. There is an ambassador in that movie. She's bald. Her name is Ilea. And my parents just went, that's really pretty. And then they hated how it was spelled. <laughs> just, I don't even know. I think it starts with an actual I and like maybe has an H or something in there. But they just hated how it was spelled. And then my, uh, I was born and my mother was still writing out ways to spell my name. But yeah. I have to. I have to ask Terlin, where does Terlin come from? Oh, exciting. Okay. So <laughs> Irulan is actually uh, the name of a river in one of my grandfather's favorite fantasy books. Oh. And Tyr is the Viking god of war, I believe. So it stands for justice and honesty and rah, rah, rah. So my mum really liked Tyr and Irulan and we have Terlin. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like my name. Pretty cool. I like Alea too. That's nice. I didn't like my name growing up because no one could pronounce it, and I never got that experience of having another kid in the class with the same name, so we were instant friends. Uh, but I definitely appreciate it now. I think all of us had that affliction. I think I've only met like three other Blairs in my entire life. I'd be hard pressed to say I'll ever meet another Terrilyn again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a, another idea. I kind of hope not. Like, I'm a, I'm a little bit selfish. I kind of really want to be the only Tyrolin. And maybe it's that only child syndrome that I've got going on for me. But I'm like, no, I am Tyrolin. And that is it. 
But uh, see, anyway. I have the younger <laughs> child sy- syndrome where my sister was like popular and I wasn't. So I wanted those connections. So people had to be my friends. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So wait, do we have any more rapid fire? Did you want one more? Sure. Let's do one more. Okay. Uh, you have one album slash CD. And you can only take one of them on a trip to Mars. Which one do you bring? And let's assume it's not Nickelback, right, Blair? (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. (laughs) No greatest hits, no soundtracks, because people keep asking for those things. Oh, my God. Um, I'm trying to think of the longest CD I know about. I have no idea. So I can't, like, pick a musical soundtrack or anything like I that? I will give you a musical soundtrack. Yes, you could do that. Okay. Um, you know, because of right now, it would be Hamilton. And hopefully by the time I get back from Mars, I'll have it memorized. That stuff's hard <laughs> to memorize, yo. Well, it's an eight-month trip, isn't it, I think, to Mars? That's what the Martian show yeah, taught like us. <laughs> After slingshotting around the earth. I can't believe people actually signed up to live on Mars. It's a thing you can actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean... Yeah, I just... Would you do it? I couldn't do it. I couldn't, but I have some attachments here that I would like to maintain. Like, if I didn't care about anything here, yeah, I'd go. It's one in a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, probably quite literally, to do it, so... Mm. I think it depends. Would I get internet? Could I watch Hyper RPG and Geek and Sundry and mod the channels and do that? That'd be great reception if you could. Hopefully, he's modding from Mars. That would be (laughs) such a fun freelance like writing gig. Of we'll just do a daily diary of my trip on Mars. Oh, you would have all the YouTube followers, all of them. Listen to Mars Girl talk about red sand today. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The weather is the same. The landscape is the same. There's a little rover driving around now. I don't know where. That's fun. Perhaps yeah. NASA. <laughs> Honestly, though, like I feel like a lot of people sign up for the Mars mission to escape the world, and they think like other people are horrible, and they want a fresh start. If you're on that planet, you don't have an atmosphere, so you don't go outside. So your entire life is within these capsules and like this domed living facility, which means that you are trapped with these other people. You want to talk about drama and not liking people? I feel like that's going to be a breeding ground. I, I mean, you're you're going to die. Well, they there. accepted There's a ninety-five-year-old. Oh, did they really? Yeah, so I know there's there's a local woman who's in the running here, but I mean you're gonna you're gonna die there. That's the first part. The second thing is you're never gonna have sex Mm. again because they well you might, but they're telling you not to. Um, Like that ever works, Um, but yeah, just say no and uh, just abstain have not been the best uh, marketing (laughs) techniques. Can't can't say those work too well. (laughs) All right, I'm going to throw in one more rapid-fire question. How awesome is Toronto Gal? Toronto Gal is amazing, and she's probably going to get super red um, listening to this because that's what she does. 
but she I she's the best social media manager I've ever seen and that's not even her job she does it because she likes to do it and yeah. I think that she is really a team human personified my advisor might say I'm the internet personified Toronto gal is team human personified she is. I 100% agree. She lives in the same city as me. I could be seeing her on a daily basis, and I'll never know. Um, if that ever changes one day, I'll be the happiest guy ever. But if not, I'm just happy to be so close to her because she is outstanding. All right. Now we're going into the performance section of the podcast, and Tierlin is going to provide us with something else here as we jump into the suggestion section. Yeah. Okay. So, what did we decide on for the suggestion section? <laughs> it's it's your decision. You can go however you want to go. Um. Well, we be could really do good or the. Really bad. Well, I was thinking we could do the uh, one truth, one lie. I thought that was a fun one. But if you wanted to do some karaoke. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'm always down for karaoke. Right, maybe you sing your truths and your lies. Okay, Except we could do that. All right. <laughs> no, too bad. We, we all have to participate. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's two truths. Uh, no, sorry, one truth, one lie. <laughs> it's a team effort. So one truth, one lie. You have to tell one truth, obviously, one lie, and you have to try and guess which one is the uh, lie. So I will go first. All right, we're singing it. Are we singing these? You're singing it. If, if singing I gotta it. sing, you guys gotta make me look bad. That's the way it's gotta be. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh. All right. So here we go. I want a spelling bee two years in a row. Or I walked around for one week with a size seven shoe and the other was size nine. That was like the worst tune in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, you haven't heard the worst the tune yet. I play an instrument for a reason. <laughs> You're going to have to go. because. Oh. Which one was the lie? Um, mm. I won a spelling bee two years in a row. Or I walked around with a size 7 shoe on one foot and a size 9 on the other foot. I feel like the second one is probably the lie, but I really hope it's true. <laughs> what do you reckon, Blair? From the, from the little bit I've gotten to know you by, I'm going to go with the shoes. I think that's the truth. Well, you'll both be happy to know that that's the truth. That is awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know. I think it was like a good week before someone said, hey, like, what's wrong with your foot? One's really big and one's really little. <laughs> and I don't even know how it happened. I think I just went to the store and I must have picked up two different sizes accidentally. And they were good shoes too. It was pink Converse. Chucks. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'm nowhere near ready, Aaliyah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, let's see. I have to actually think about this. Man, what's my truth? What's my lie? Um, okay, I got it. Hey, did you know when I was little I broke two bones? Hey, did you know 
Well, when I was young, hey, did you know? Forgot the other thing I was saying, hey, did you know? I almost played drums. So you broke two bones? I either broke two bones or I almost played drums as my first instrument. I'm going to say you broke two bones as the truth. Well, you listed off a ton of instruments earlier, and I don't believe the drums was one of them, but you did say almost. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the broken bones as well. I have never broken a bone in my life, knock oh. on wood. I, uh, my sister played flute when I was younger, and by the age that I was entering the band, it was an opposite my sister thing. So I thought, what's the farthest away from flute? And it was drums. My father bought me a practice pad my own snare drum a learn to play drum uh video tutorial thing and then i played one note on a trombone and went yes this is what i'm playing so it's easier to lie through song isn't it yeah <laughs> it's hard to uh, gauge the lie was actually really easy i had to lie right away and i couldn't remember the truth <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. The big moment. Oh, the, the star of the show. Okay, everybody, please <laughs> mute your uh, your headphones because I, I don't sing. This is going to suck. Um, but I, I'm all for the game. I'm all for the game. All right. Oh, God. this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy playing golf. I'm so good I got a hole in one. I am very good at math. I won an award when I was young. When I got older, when I was 17, I failed math. <laughs> I t- actually, you Where have those... potential. You could sing. With a few lessons, you could actually hold quite With a good tune. a lot of lessons. Come join my club. a very rich tone to your voice. <laughs> Yeah, it hasn't it's just a very natural tone. Man, online glee club sounds awesome and also the hardest thing to coordinate ever. Yes. Oh, I know, right, especially with this delay because I keep interrupting everyone because even though I'm living in the future, it's... I seem it, it's it's <laughs> worse tonight than it has been in the other one, so I'm not sure why, but we'll, we'll get it straight mm. now. All right. Okay, so we were you good at golf that you got a hole-in-one or were you good at math but then you ended up failing when you were 17 because I thought you started singing that song when I was 17 that one <laughs> mm. yeah so I'm gonna say me singing 17 true. from Heather's in my head another musical I really really would like to see <laughs> yeah, I haven't right, heard so of that one I'll have to check it out have I got a hole in one so I reckon the math one's true or did I get a math award when I was young and fail when I was older yeah I'm gonna say that's the truth because yeah. I used to, I, I got a trophy when I was um, young with maths and then, yeah, I ended up failing when I got older. started to get hard. I'm going to go with uh, math as well. Yeah, I'm not that hard to read, am I? No, I've, I've never had a hole in one. Um, the math thing, I, when I was 10 years old, I won the school's math award for my age. And then in my last year of math, um, I technically failed, but he let me through because he was a nice guy. 
but uh, I, I definitely failed that course. It, it was it, it was a little bit of an ego blow because I was good all the way until then, and then I just literally shit the bed. All right, enough of enough of that. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the promotional section, and and Ilya, I want you to start off with the modcast. The modcast is is a podcast that you're doing with Hyper RPG with the mods in in the Twitch channel over there. So why don't you start with that, and then dive into the other things that you'd like to promote about yourself. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to probably... Okay, that shouldn't show up in my audio. We'll fix that. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Uh, the modcast, yeah. So that started off um, a bunch of the Hyper RPG mods before the channel launched. We were joking about doing it because we've had crazy conversations and we're like, people wouldn't believe this. This would be really entertaining for people to listen to. I, and... I've heard them. They are insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're pretty crazy, and um, Zach actually came back for one of our many meetings that we had before the channel launched and said, you guys can do the modcast, but I'm not going to have a responsibility for it. If you want to do it, you guys take control. And I was one of those who took control and got it orchestrated, and we started it. And um, every time we have a modcast, I've... um, almost every time I've been starting the recordings without telling people because the mods are just so used to talking and enjoying and having a fun time and they'll tell funny stories. So I'll start recording (laughs) during funny stories. Um, but yeah, you can check that out on hyper RPG SoundCloud. Uh, usually one of the humans involved puts the link for the latest modcast on the team human page. So you can check that out there. And those go up Thursdays. We are starting episode three this week, and then episode four will be for next week. Um, spoiler alert, episode four opening is me singing Hamilton. Because someone got me with the secret recording that time instead of the other way around. <laughs> These uh, modcasts are doing very well, and in fact, much to the uh, overlord's disdain it appears the modcasts are having much more listens than anything that hyperrpg is putting them <laughs> up themselves hopefully that'll change i hope everything kind of just gets more love over there it's it's a wonderful channel i really really strongly suggest anyone who hasn't tuned in over there to do so you have a lot of familiar mods from the geek and sundry community you have a lot of familiar people from that community also over there it's just more programming. It's a more amazing stuff. If you like mechs in particular, you're going to really like Hyper RPG. Yeah, if you are a fan of uh, tabletop RPGs, um, but maybe D&D is not quite for you, or you're looking for another show that's outside of Critical Role's realm, uh, definitely check out Wednesday nights on Hyper RPG. They have a Shadowrun show. And the thing that I really like about the Battletech and the Shadowrun shows that they do is... Hyper RPG is partnered with Hairbrain Schemes, who, you know, Jordan and Mitch, the guys in charge of Hairbrain Schemes, invented Shadowrun and Battletech. They are the fathers of that world. So, you know, it's not just like we're fans of this game, so we're going to play it. It's actually sanctioned by the guys who created the stuff. It's pretty crazy. Imagine if Critical Role and, and the what they play is canon for Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's it, that's a stretch, but it's it's a very similar thing. The things that these guys are doing on the show are canon in the Shadow Realm worlds that they're that they're they're building and they're and they're adding to. It's absolutely amazing. And let's just yeah, say that there was a Snuggle uh, Lord in the last show. Just I'll leave it at that. Yeah. There was a Snuggle Lord. 
<laughs> played by an overlord. That was good. It was wonderful. <laughs> so why don't you talk to me a little bit about uh, about uh, your thesis or your, your, your books or any of that sort of jazz? Yeah, so I'm doing my master's thesis on geek culture, online culture, philanthropy, and uh, actually Team Human has inspired me for this. So I'm looking at Team Human's online philanthropy and how they interact with Hyper RPG and Geek and Sundry and ways we can recreate that with other companies to help other people be as amazing as Team Human is. Um, I don't know how many humans are aware, but uh, Team Human raised over $300,000 in 2015, uh, wow. which is amazing, you know? Yes. Yeah, everyone give yourselves a round of applause because that's crazy amazing, especially considering that Team Human didn't start as a philanthropic organization. It started as a fan community for Felicia yeah. and Ryan, and it's just blossomed into this great thing so that's why I've made it the focus for my thesis as for books I co-authored a book uh, in the pop culture and philosophy series called Discworld and Philosophy um, it was actually Team Human again being the great supportive people they are just kind of put me in a mental place where I felt like I could do this thing and it'll be out in August but it's already up for pre-order on Amazon so look up Discworld in Philosophy. It has the editor, um, Nick Mitchell. I don't know if I said that right, but you'll be able to tell it's him. And uh, go pre-order that. Then I think I'm going to be participating in the Ink Shares Geek and Sundry uh, Hard Science Contest. So I posted about it on Team Human. You can go look for that or you can Twitter, DM me, whatever for that information. So follow me on there. Pre-order stuff there. Perfect. Well, that leads me into our wrap-up. Uh, Leah, where can people actually find you on the socials? I'm Green Eye Trombonist on Twitch, um, Instagram, Tumblr, all of those places. And I'm at Green Eye T-Bone on Twitter. And then you can see my writing is under both Green Eye Trombonist and Ilea Merriam Pig. Perfect. How about yourself, Terrilyn? Where can we find you on the wide world of web? You can find me on Tis Thunder on Twitter, tiralyn.author on Instagram, just plain old Tiralyn Puxty on Facebook. And um, yeah, I am starting a Twitch stream. I'm under Tear Thunder, but um, it's going to probably be really bad and a one time thing, but I'm going to give it a go. Always it's going to be amazing and more than a one time thing. <laughs> oh, right. I will, uh, Follow my Twitch channel. <laughs> where I I trombonist is my guest. <laughs> like, play Pokemon and sing karaoke and raise money for charities and humans. Yeah. And toe wrestle. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> and, and I'm Blair Beverage. You can find me at Blair Beverage on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Blair Beverage, if you'd like. Uh, I do a web show called Webisode Watch. There's Twitter associated with that, at Webisode Watch. Uh, YouTube is uh, youtube.com slash Blair Beverage. I do also have a Twitch, twitch.tv uh, slash Blair Beverage. I don't use it as much as I should, but I think if Tyrion really is afraid, if she really needs some help, I'll be more than ha happy to jump on in there and, and bring more people in. So I want to thank our guests and our guest host uh, for joining us here, our guest uh, and our guest Yay. host. Uh, Tierlin and uh, Ilya. Uh, everybody, check out their work. They're both two incredible women and two amazing examples of humans. So, until next time, guys, take care. Bye! 
Garnier. frozen up on us so we're gonna Ooh. take an edit break oh, no. for her to come back i've i've frozen because i'm not frozen on my end this is that well at least it's sort of frozen on on an attractive frame because knowing my luck i'd be like <laughs> half blinking <laughs> i can still hear everything okay, it just looks like she's listening intently like at the rest no she's gone yeah, she'll hopefully come back in and then when she does we'll just wrap yeah yeah. I know she's got to go. She's pretty awesome. Oh, she's an incredible person. I, I, I like Aaliyah a lot. I'm just glad I finally have been able to pronounce her name right. Okay, that. <laughs> You're good. So we're going to start Yay! on five. I'll do a clap, and then after I clap and, and just me, we can start. So uh, we're just going to wrap this up quick because we all I've got places to be. So uh, we talked about Hyper RPG. Just talk a bit about your your book the thesis and then we'll do the social medias and hang up okay okay right, so coming back in 